Well, good morning on Palm Sunday. I wonder if any of you have made any palm crosses. We may make them or wave them for Palm Sunday, but actually they contain a very strange and dramatic contrast. We may wave them in praise and adoration and recognition that Jesus was the King, the Messianic Son of David, riding into Jerusalem on that day, just as the crowds spread their branches before Jesus on his donkey and shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David, on that first Palm Sunday. But the shape of the cross embodies what happens at the end of the week. Jesus hung bleeding and dying on that cross below the notice, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Put yourself in Jesus' shoes for a moment, or rather in his sandals. How would you have coped if you were welcomed with joy and praise as the Saviour and King at the beginning of the week, but then many of the same crowds, influenced by Jesus' enemies, the Pharisees, abandoned you to death, shouting, Crucify him! and then mocked you as you were hung up to die. Would we have kept faithful to God in our hearts through such an experience? Fortunately for us, Jesus was able to cope without crumbling. He was not diverted from his course by his popularity with the people, and so he went straight on to expose the hypocrisy of the Jewish leaders, as after coming in and Palm Sunday, the next day he chased out the money changers from the temple. And he was still able to pray on the cross, Father, forgive them, and commit his spirit trustingly into his Father's hands as he died. Not easily, of course, but he was helped by prophecy and prayer. The prophecies of scripture, such as Zechariah's vision we heard in our reading, of the king coming gentle and riding on a donkey more than 500 years earlier, or perhaps Isaiah's amazing prophecy in chapter 53, that he must be crushed for our iniquities, to bear the sin of many. Isaiah 53 verse 5 and 12. And we know that he was helped by his fervent prayer to his father in Gethsemane. Father, let this cup pass me by but not my will, but yours be done. Life today still has its dramatics ups and downs. It seems that even more in our modern world, we are ready to quickly put celebrities and leaders on a pedestal and then just as quickly abandon them when circumstances change. A recent example might be Theresa May, hailed as the one who could and would deliver Brexit but not so long afterwards being removed from office. Or more dramatic falls when celebrities have gone from hero to zero, such as Jimmy Savile or Harvey Weinstein, when their misdeeds have been exposed. The key question, though, is what about us? Do we have what it takes to remain strong through dramatic changes in fortune in the tides of circumstances? We are all being tested on this to differing degrees in these days. As life as we knew it has for all of us been dramatically changed in ways we would never have predicted at the beginning of this year. The big question then is, will we be fickle like the crowds and even Jesus' disciples who all fled when he was arrested or faithful like Jesus who was driven to dig deeper 
into his relationship with his father in pre preparation for these dramatic changes in circumstances. On a human level, hopefully many of us have done as well as Paul Cosford, a former lead in public health emergencies such as Ebola. After taking time out when diagnosed with cancer two years ago, he was looking forward to using his skills and experience to help fight coronavirus, only to find himself initially frustrated and de-skilled that because of his age and condition he had to be shut up at home. But then he came to realise firstly that he was helping by reducing the chance of adding to the burden of the NHS if he became ill himself. And secondly, that there were still many ways he could still use his skills as a doctor to help from home. But on the spiritual level, if, like Jesus, we believe that such sudden changes in circumstance we are experiencing are ultimately under God's control and part of his purposes, then we too should use these times to dig deeper into our relationship with God both because we cannot predict whether things may even get worse for some of us, especially if death comes very near to us, and because we surely need to cooperate with God so that when we are released from our isolation, we are stronger and better equipped spiritually than when we entered into it. Here are three ways we can thus dig deeper. Firstly, we all need to be absolutely sure we have dug out whatever rubbish may have been occupying central place at the foundation of our lives. Even good stuff that is not strong enough to withstand every storm. And certainly not to withstand death itself. Paul tells us very clearly that there is only one foundation that can be laid that will survive the fires of testing and death and final judgment and that is Jesus Christ himself. So dig out any foundation stone that might be occupying that central place, be it your own comfort, your health, your family, trying to be good, or anything else. Don't be like the builders, the leaders, the Pharisees of our Palm Sunday psalm today. As Jesus himself quoted, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Have you said sorry for putting other things first in your heart and asked God to shift them, indeed opening the gates of your heart to welcome Jesus to occupy your inner temple, such that your relationship with him becomes the bedrock of your life? Only if you have can you say triumphantly with Paul, I am convinced that neither death nor life will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. The second step is similar. Will we seek to shift our priorities so that we are strengthening our relationship with Jesus and growing in faith and wisdom during what for many of us can be a time of relative inactivity, ready to be entrusted with more responsibility by our Lord in using our gifts to share his love with others after we leave this land of Covidia? Don't forget that Jesus was hidden away in obscurity for 30 years, growing in wisdom 
and understanding of the scriptures as he lived and worked at home with his family before his only three years of activity that changed the course of history and turned the world upside down. And one secret we can all do with learning is the one that Paul discovered from experience of the most extreme highs and lows in life. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 12-13 And finally, two specific applications. May we pray that all of us on one level, but some in particular, will come to the fore who can interpret the signs of the times and faithfully speak of them to the church and to the world so that society can open up to truly hear the voice of God and his call to turn back to faith in him and in his Son, who was faithful unto death for us, so that we too might be filled with faithfulness to follow him, whatever it takes and wherever it takes us. And for each of us right now, we can show our faithfulness by faithfully giving thanks and praising him in every circumstance, even this one, and faithfully praying for those on the front line for God's saving power to come through them to save lives and for God to bring people into a saving knowledge of Jesus in their lives in these days. So let us pray. Lord, thank you that where we would have failed, you remained faithful, not letting the popular acclaim of the people divert you from your course. And you were faithful to the shedding of the last drop of your blood for our forgiveness. Forgive us not only for our fickleness, that we only come to you when we feel like it, but in our failure to rely on the strength you give us to shine out for you in times of testing as well as in times of blessing. Help us to dig deep in these days into the limitless love of our Lord in the secret place of our relationship with him and the wisdom of the word through which God can speak into and shape our lives so that we too might show forth the fruit of faithfulness by God's Spirit at work in us and get up each day to give praise and thanks to our King and Saviour, Jesus Christ. For his name we pray. Amen.